It's difficult to disentangle the effects of climate change on species from other perhaps more significant effects such as urban development, fire, um, habitat fragmentation. However, we are seeing examples of range shifts, range shifts that seem to be consistent with the expectations of climate change. Two species that appear to have had northward latitudinal shifts are the sharp-shinned hawk and golden-crowned kinglet. Um, they formerly bred in the San Jacinto Mountains at high elevations. They no longer breed there, or perhaps very rarely, so they appear to have had an upward shift in the southern limit of their breeding distribution. It may take a longer time period than 100 years to, to um, understand if and how species are adapting to modern climate change. One concern is that climate change and environmental changes may occur too rapidly for, for species to adapt. Um, and it isn't always easy for species to simply shift their ranges. In Southern California, um, upper elevations are limited in extent and there's increasing urbanization in many areas. One of the things that we've been finding frequently, uh, contrary to the expectations of climate change, are southward range extensions of northern forest birds. So for example, um, uh, the hermit thrush and Townsend solitaire uh, and this is probably due to the fact that the higher elevations have not burned since well before 1908, so the forest is much older and denser, so perhaps appealing to uh, the habitat preferences of northern forest birds. We have two goals for our resurvey project. One is to uh, replicate the 1908 surveys as best we can, retrace their steps, and estimate um, our confidence in any differences that we're finding. Um, and our second goal is to um, use modern standardized methods um, for our surveys that perhaps other researchers can repeat perhaps 100 years from today. Um, one thing that really helps is that the 1908 researchers did very thorough surveys. Um, so we can, um, for example, they spent multiple days at a site thoroughly surveying a large area around each site so we can repeat exactly what they did. They also took very meticulous notes and collected specimens so we can have very high confidence in what they found in 1908. The Aquarium of the Pacific is very helpful and useful um, towards conservation of species through their partnership with other um, uh, conservation groups and just in hosting a lecture series like this with a diversity of talks, um, not just on marine biology, but terrestrial, bi terrestrial biology, which I'm studying. So it's helpful to, of course, have an educational venue for people to come and listen to a variety of talks.